0: We did
1: it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York, I'm in Chicago, and I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here,
2: or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board.
1: Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy.
2: Hey! Well, it is true.
1: See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M I R O.com.
0: Everybody And welcome to this special spoiler review episode for The Last of Us episode two from the Geek Buddies.
2: <gasps>
0: hey! Yeah. That one. That's one of the first ones we've gotten right on time. Uh, welcome everybody. We're gonna have a little fun breaking down this episode two. Infected from the Last of Us HBO Max series that is happening here. Um, What an interesting, interesting episode. We're going to break it on down here. So real um, incredible amount of chilling moments, scary moments, but also seeing that we are going to have Joel and Ellie now going forward after this episode. It is those two for the next seven episodes, going forward and seeing what kind of flashbacks we're going to be getting as well about Ellie's story, because she kind of drops a little bit of hints of the stuff that happened in the past here, and certainly some stuff that happened in Tessa's past that she wants to atone for. So a lot we're going to break down, but let's introduce ourselves first. I am the outlaw John Roker, writer, producer, and host here on The Geek Buddies.
2: I am Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies.
1: And this is Shannon McClung, I'm a television actor and an animation writer where you can see some of our current work on Netflix and YouTube with Strawberry Shortcake, in the Big City, Season 2 and 1.
0: They're both there. <laughs> is there anything new you guys have out that you can promote right now, like any new episode that is coming that you guys can promote?
2: We uh, don't have anything new coming out, but okay. Shannon and I are actually hard at work on a couple new projects Ooh. that maybe we'll be able to talk to you about at some point in the future. Oh, okay. All right.
0: I'd like to get the contract done to have the Spanish version of these done. I will actually put the contract down. So, <laughs> That's, uh, anyway, S- in- SBN, SBN. <laughs> El ocho. Uh, anyway, let's uh let's <laughs> break this thing down and big shout out to Carbon Health who continues to power and sponsor us into 2023 for all your healthcare questions, concerns, or needs.
2: I got you a know. lot after this episode. I'm I got saying, a lot. If
0: you've got fungus coming out of your mouth, uh, certainly you want to go get that check out <laughs> at carbonhealth.com or download the have to have the app in your pocket for any of those concerns on the go. All right, let's jump into this general overall conversation. We know we love to start that way. Mike, we'll start with you. We got so much here. We had a little bit of a back um, at the start of a little flashback to 2003 to Indonesia, seeing a scientist who discovers this uh, because of the military there, keying her into what is happening to this person, says we need to bomb everything around here. Uh, Then we go back to present day for the show, and we see more of Ellie and Tess. And um, and uh, uh, Joel, Joel there, and we see what happened. We see more of the people, more of the infected people there. We see the journey going on, and Tess sacrificing herself, leaving Joel and Ellie together by the end of the episode. So a lot happened here. We got a little bit more of the background, Ellie, as I mentioned earlier, a little bit more of what Tess might've done, but also this glimmer of hope, Tess Tess sacrificing herself, making Joel commit to her that he's going to take care of Ellie because maybe... They can do something to turn this entire thing around and absolve themselves of some of the sins they've committed over the last 20 years to stay alive and be a part of the human race in this insane situation. So what was your overall thoughts coming out of um, episode two here of The Last of Us?
2: Uh, I thought it was great. I, I think that the show really hit its stride with this episode. And I loved episode one, but... Uh, as I mentioned yep. in our review last week, uh, one of our friends, a couple of our friends, but one of our friends specifically on our text chain was like, "loved it, great show." Why is everybody freaking out? I feel like I've seen this before. It's a zombie show. Mm-hmm. And this week, after this week's episode, same friend turned to me and said, "Now this feels different." <laughs> and I think that this is the show. Like, and I think, and I think it's like it's intentional. Like, you know, like yeah. the the show last week, it kind of gets set up like most zombie things. Like, there is an outbreak zombies some differences we talked last week about how they really kind of stayed close to like some of the video game uh cinema gameography cinematography but i think with this week's episode uh you really got much more of a sense of what the series was and the way that they are staying so close to the game, I mean, difference, some pretty significant differences, obviously, but the way they're staying so close to the storytelling of the game, like some of these scenes are almost word for word what is in the game. I think it's really commendable. Like I said last week, I mean, when something is not broken, do not try and fix it. And Last of Us was not broken and they are so wisely not trying to fix it. They are giving us the story that if you played the game you want to see, and if you didn't play the game, you get to see it for the first time, but you're getting a pretty truthful retelling of what uh, people loved about it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned about some of the changes. Neil Druckmann and Craig Mason certainly spoke about that in that five-minute after-episode doc at the end of the episode there where they talked about how they took away the spores thing, But they include, but they change things around to where this organism can be hit in one location and miles away can send signals to another area that is attached to the fungus and have the infected run over to try and take care of business there. So, so some changes that were done, and Tessa's role was a little more um, fleshed out here in this series than what we get in the game. At least that's what they said in the after episode. But, Shannon, I turn to you, your overall thoughts on this. We got to see the clickers, those who play the game. They know that word. They know that they love what that word references, and we got to see a live-action version of these clippers and some clickers and some incredible creature designs here what was your overall thought on the, uh, on the episode and those scenes there in that in the museum? I mean, just, this was a really,
1: for me, a really spectacular episode. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's a show that uh, takes its time, but uh, two episodes in. So granted, it's a little early to say this, but it takes its time, but it always gets to its destination. And uh, thus far, the destinations are very satisfying. I mean, I loved the, the uh, flashback at the beginning. And again, for, for, you know, our audience who, who does play the games. I'm curious how much of that is from the game. Is that something that's added? Um, I thought the two Indonesian performers were fantastic. Uh, The, the reticence, like the, the admission, when she's just like, you know, there's not going to be medicine. There's not going to be a vaccine. Like you got a bomb, you got to bomb the city. Um, Just really, really powerful acting and that transfers like, like like we already knew how good pedro pascal on a and uh, uh, bella ramsey are but yeah. we get to see more of that we see that even though bella ramsey has grown up in this this new world she is still a kid i mean she's still mm-hmm. gonna do kid things from time to time pedro pascal is just so impressive um more and more i mean he's just such a strong leading leading performer yeah um and hate that Anna torv is 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 gone because i'm you know just such a big fan of hers from fringe but um to the scenes you were talking about john the clickers i mean neil Druckmann, uh according to imdb he's never directed in live action before and so the fact that you know this is a he he did direct the games he did write the games yeah um and he directed this episode yeah yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like you know this his first his first at bat for live action directing. Um, yeah. he really hit it out of the park. I mean those were those were just so um, you're just edge of your seat the whole time. Just really really fantastic action and the addition of what you had talked about, John. The the addition of basically uh the the fungus as as wiring yeah. that literally connects everyone who's infected. Just so different um, than than what we have seen in past zombie properties yeah. in the past. So it's just really, really, just a great episode.
0: Yeah, and shout out to the to the uh, scientist there. Christine Hackam is the uh, actress, and uh, Yaya Aw Unru is the general. Uh, what great exchanges there at the beginning between them as well and we'll break this thing down uh section by section here as we go along and have a discussion let's let's break it down in this way i want to talk about the storyline let's start with the main storyline here let's talk about what happens here with ellie and jo- and joel and uh, and tess you know we wake up with uh, after we get that opening scene which we'll swing back to Uh, Ellie wakes up there and we have Joel and Tess looking at her and watching over her having questions about why she's so important to Merle and then she reveals what it is about her and we hear I love Joel's reaction he's like oh man this again I've heard this how many times and that makes so much sense right you would think for 20 years especially now we now in our world fake news all the time certainly people would create the idea that oh there's a savior somewhere there's a hero somewhere there's someone who's uninfected that will save us all so that'd be so so have Joel be like oh this nonsense again i thought was a nice twist here but as we see the relation progress mike you make an excellent point we see Ellie being a teenager right fucking around with the hotel front desk and that uh, that skeleton comes out being impertinent with Joel back and forth and then seeing that little moment with them when Tess is climbing out to figure out how to let them into the hotel or the other side of the hotel in the window, we see her and Joel have the first beginnings of their relationship, her asking him questions about himself, him shutting it down, and then later as the relationship, we see Tess take this maternal role, and Tess really trying to protect Ellie as well when they go into the museum. Ellie clearly has heard some stuff. She got bit, we find out, in the mall. but We hear, we find out that she heard some stuff about these um about these infected creatures and she mentions the thing that we're going to see in the museum the clickers this idea of the head splitting open being able to sense things and that really makes joel and ellie or joel and tess stop for just a second you can see them just kind of stop and change there but as things happen in the museum joel and tess both save ellie get them out of there uh, joel they head up to the firefly place everybody's dead you see all the bodies But Tess is more kind of aggressive, grabs Ellie, yanks her into the thing. And we realize uh, that because Ellie tells us that Tess has been bit and her words to Joel, her words telling him, like, for fuck's sake, stop being a bitter son of a bitch. Believe in something for once. Believe in this. Make this happen. Do this. I've never asked you for anything. Do this for us. Really passionate delivery there by Anna Torp. And then we see when the infected kind of sense what's happening and run in Tess's reaction unable to like the thing and that thing coming closer and closer and then kissing her for god's sakes which is insane and then eventually her exploding everything and now we know joel and ellie are, are going off for the next seven, seven episodes together and that joel is committed to keeping her ellie alive so michael your thoughts on how they made the, the storyline progress throughout this episode and what really grabbed you and stood out for you and worked for you or didn't work for you
2: well, first from story progression, one of the things that I think, and again, because they're staying close to the, so close to the game, mm. one of the things I've always been impressed with when you play these big narrative games, so like The Last of Us, uh, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, is that they're not open world games, like it's not like Grand Theft Auto or Spider-Man where you can go anywhere. It feels like a big world, but you're very clearly, oh, we're going in this direction. Oh, there was a cave-in. Now we have to go here. I guess we're going here. We have to get across this building to this other building. And so watching this episode unfold, it was a video game story. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in the best possible way. So like, you know, you had this where we have to get from point A to point B, oh, there was this cave in now we're gonna go outside oh there's too many zombies here so we have to go through the museum we get out here so it was it was interesting to watch uh, a show use that as a narrative device they weren't making decisions based on um emotion or we got in a fight or somebody stormed off and we followed them like it was very like there were obstacles that you had to get around but then the big difference and this is where the kind of the brilliance of the show came in is, they allowed that to be sort of the framework, but then they really took the time to deepen some of those scenes. So taking a scene that you got from the video game, but then having like moments like when Tess crawls out and you stay with them and you have that whole interchange between them to really get into the character of it all. So I was just so impressed with the way that they took that very traditional video game storytelling and adapted it for television. And I think maybe one of the more successful ways that I've seen um and i think what that allowed you to do is you just got to spend this whole hour with these three characters and really just sink into stuff like what's really great is again because you have the source material to draw on they know these characters the creative team knows these characters so you're getting these little hints about things um along the way that if you and 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 it works for both like if you've played the game and you've read some of the comics and you've read some of the other materials you know what Ellie is talking about when they're asking her about when she got bit, you Mm -hmm. know, certain things, like, you know, things and you, Oh, that's what she's referencing. Oh, she's talking about that. Um, But if you aren't familiar at all, it is really just setting you up to really care about these characters deeply. And I thought that was really lovely. And kind of to what you said about like that little bit of hope that Ellie represents. I think this is like, I mean, this is what, this is the reason that we love, zombie apocalypse stories and post-apocalyptic stories and stories where everything has gone to shit because i think at what we want to believe about ourselves (laughs) is although we can all be shitty horrible people all the time yeah when things get really bad when the with like when the chips are really down we will be our best selves Mm. and that's what all of these stories are i mean this story and that's that's kind of what tests says to Joel. And that's what Joel's whole whole arc in this is. It's someone who lost something at the most personal, emotional level that you can. He has He has reached the lowest point that you can reach as a human. Yeah. And this whole story, as much as we've got clickers and fungi and everything else, this is ultimately a story about redemption. And I think the way they set it all up and the way they use tests to sort of tee that up Uh, was so wonderful. I mean, and even in a very small way with Tessa's art, because I'm with Shannon. I think Anna Torv just rocked this episode. I mean, she was so good. But for her to go from the beginning of this episode where she doesn't really know how she feels about Ellie, she found out she got bit at the end of episode one. She's very standoffish, but then she's sort of like giving her some like, okay, tutorials on here's how you survive out there. And she goes through everything. And then to get to the end where she makes this big sacrifice... Uh even though yeah she was bitten she knew she didn't have long to go but she did this really noble thing because she has hope. Mm. She she ha- she sees a light at the end of the tunnel for humanity and so she becomes her best self. And so I just think they did such a beautiful job of like it was the game, it was cool looking, it was super scary, it had great action moments, it had great scare moments and it was just this really beautiful story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was Neil Druckmann or Craig Mazin who said it but they 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 purposely and intentionally wanted to make Tess be the one that opens the door to so that seeing Ellie and the fact that she survived and got bit a second time and nothing happened, that it reawoken something in Tess that had been dormant for so long, believing again, believing in the possibility of turning this around. So I liked that That was a real subtle thing running through the entire episode. Shannon, your thoughts on how they handle this relationship between the three of them and how it progressed through this episode in the conversations, in the back and forths, and then boom, right at the end where we see Tess sacrificing herself so that those two can live.
1: I mean, it was all pretty beautifully laid out. I mean, I don't think it's an accident. Like, I don't know if this is from the game, but uh, that the opening shot of Ellie, she's literally sitting in the sunlight. Like, yeah, she's literally the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, a, but then when you look over and you see uh, Joel and uh, Tess in the shadows, you know, ready to shoot her if 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 she if she twitches. Um, just the whole interplay that they had. I mean, the moment where you see that Ellie's smart and she's just like, you know, she has chicken and they're, and she's like, Oh you yeah, know, they get it from smugglers. I guess not you guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Bella Ramsey, she made such a splash in game of Thrones yeah. and to see that she is not a, a one hit wonder that she is going to have an incredible, I, an, another incredible HBO role under her belt. Um, the moment that she says, uh, you know, I have an extra hand and they're like yeah no way and she's like great i'll throw my fucking sandwich at them <laughs> like that's just it's just so so funny but then you see the the slow bond that is being built because even though Tess says like we're not good people like we've done a we've done a lot of bad stuff to survive as they're walking across the bridge as they're getting into the city um you see pedro pascal have a little bit of a smile at one point and you imagine that in this this dark dark world where there's just no glimmer of hope that that guy probably hasn't smiled in a long time Mm. and being around a kid and, and having this sort of almost familial type uh, interaction that that is giving him a little bit of hope. I mean, I did think it was funny the Pedro Pascal moment where he says, Oh, this again. I mean, it was a total Mike Kalinowski <laughs> moment. of uh, uh, yeah, here we go with the savior. Here we go. <laughs> like I literally saw our friend on oh screen my God. for a second. <laughs> but then also the way that they're laying out exposition, like they're doing a lot, they're, they're doing a lot of expository work. Um, but not, but it doesn't, see, it doesn't feel like exposition. I mean, mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know, the, our doctor says you, you got to bomb the city. They see it. They see a crater. Uh, it was this, when this happened Was this when this happened, I mean, just the way that they're able to like with the, the, the chat with Joel and Ellie, when she's asking, Hey, so what's with you and test pass. Right. I mean, just right. so it's just so well done. I mean, a lot of times in things that aren't handled as, as, uh, deftly exposition can feel like here's this thing that's gonna come back in 45 minutes and it's it just hits you over the head somehow
2: Palpatine returned
1: pay Sorry, no you took attention me back to, to the 2000.
0: jars in the window <laughs>
2: you took me back to
1: 2019 for a second i almost lost my mind um but but everything that uh, uh druckman and Mason are doing thus far along with their yeah. their production team and their and their their writers um it's 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 kind of paying off in spades and it it just it seems it seems like they have a very sure hand guiding
0: this story i think you make an excellent point there's a way to do exposition that is awkward and clumsy and obvious and there's a way to do it in conver- even in conversation it can be clumsy awkward and obvious and there's a way to do exposition and conversation that's subtle makes sense within the framework of what you've constructed and certainly we saw that come as you mentioned the the payoff of the bombing. Uh, you know, Tess says they bombed most of the major cities. It worked in most of them, not all of them. And we, so we understand that that is a, an element of this that's connected to the opening scene, which we will talk about in a little bit, but yeah, I thought that was all really well done getting some more of the background on Ellie, hearing some more of the background with Joel and Tess, all of that in the way it plays out, I thought really fit into the nice pieces and gave you enough of a mystery, right? That's the key. You guys mm-hmm. know, as you guys write stories, the key is to keep people, kind of hook on the hook and learning a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time about these characters. And then the payoff comes when you get that whole uh, background, back, uh, yeah, background on them. And then boom, it leads to something that's currently going to happen in the show. So I thought all of that was, uh, was really well done how they constructed it all. And Ellie, I like the way that they walked this line with Ellie. She is not a damsel in distress, even though she does need to be protected and taken care of. Cause she's not aware of the outside world that much in terms of experience but she's got this desire to do things. Her just walking across the ladder like it's no big deal when they're both like, oh, be careful. She's like, it's just wood. What the fuck? It's not a big deal. So her her instincts to not be afraid of certain things and go headstrong, head forward into it will pay dividends both positive and negative as the show goes along, but it'll add to the conflict and hopefully lead to some enjoyable scenes in the show as it goes along. It's one I love that they walk that line. Not an easy line to walk, to make her still someone you need to protect, but also someone who's got their own mind about everything. So that's a good thing. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll jump into a couple other sections of the show, of the episode here right after this. Do, 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 do,
1: you said walk the line and that's oh. immediately what popped
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into um let's talk about the opening scene. Let's let's talk break that down. What an opening scene we got here uh with this uh, oh, I got to get her name but the professor here Ratna Pertui is is the, the uh, professor there and uh, the she is a scientist. She is having lunch. The general, General Agus Hidiat comes in. And he is like, you got to go. We got to take you. And you see the fear, right? Because you probably sense in some countries, they don't have to like go through all the rigmarole. They just grab you, throw you in the back and you're worried about what might happen. She's a little nervous. She's saying, are you sure you've got the right person? He recites her resume. They head to this lab. Then uh, we see him w- walk her up into this uh, uh, beaker. Oh, no, not beaker. Whatever it is, a uh, micro- microscope, and says to her – it's been a while since I've done science – and says to the woman <laughs> – the woman's about to tell her what's in the slide. But she's, he's like, no, don't say anything. Let her look. And she says, what is this? This is Why is it this way? It's a human thing. Why is it being kept this way? And he asks about fungus. And she says, there's no way this stuff can live inside human beings. And the, the absolute ashen look on the general's face – And then leads her into uh, this body. And we see this this woman on this dead body on a slate of a woman. And she's been shot in the head. We see the hole in her head. And then she does the investigation, cutting the left leg. And then the uh, tentacles come out. And she disconnects and runs away. And then we see them sitting down there. And we see the... I love the way this is framed. She's off on her own to the left. He's to the right. But we're only seeing half of him from behind. And this conversation about... What happened here about what it means and what it what is the possibility? And he's desperately asking her, uh, you know, what's the vaccine? What can we do? We hear about how she infected or she was bit and that it, 14 other people are missing uh, and that it, they had to shoot her because people went wild and they locked her in a room. So we hear all of this. So we see a little more of the groundwork of what can happen when you get bit and how quickly it can spread. And she says, there is no vaccine. I've been studying this my whole life. There is no vaccine. And she definitely says, Bomb the whole city. You've got to bomb the whole city when he asks what he should what they should do. And then she breaks and says, Can you take me home? I want to be with my family. Just basically saying, I know this is the end and I want to be with them when it's the end. So Shannon, I go to you next. On what did you think about this entire opening sequence before we even got to the, you know, opening titles and credits? What'd you think? i mean again
1: beautiful opening uh not really knowing the political climate climate of indonesia Um, when that general comes in and you see you can hear a pin drop in in the in the restaurant where they are you see that that group of four those four that those four folks who are looking over being like oh what's gonna happen and they very clearly know who who they're getting and like obviously we don't see it happen but she she clearly doesn't resist she hasn't said much until she says did I commit a crime yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Nope, Nope. You didn't we just, you know, we need you, we need you to come to this place. And as you said, John, I mean, the, the look on her face as she goes in and sort of that, you know uh, that, 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 that giant suit with the panel in the front and pulling the, you know, the tendrils out of the mouth, slicing the leg and just that surrender of, of, of her saying, you know, I've, I've seen this all over, like, Uh, we're we're toast. I mean, there's there's nothing. There is nothing you can do. And him being a good military man is just like, well, no. Like, what what about a vaccine? What about medicine? Like someone someone that is trained to ask questions that they don't have a lot of knowledge of, Um, and just the the utter just again the surrender that she has on her face of like i i would i would like to go home um just really really well done and i'll be curious going forward uh and and granted the 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 flashback at the beginning not really flashback but where the story starts um uh i'm I'm wondering now is this is this a pattern going forward Is like there's always going to be some big flashback at the beginning, I imagine with uh, Nick Offerman's character, who we see in the, you know, the, the preview for next week, that we'll get something from him from the past. So yeah. if this is sort of a if it is this from the game or is this something that's they've sort of constructed within the DNA of the show is like when they're introducing a new aspect, we get to see how it starts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just really, really well done.
0: And we're here in terms for me that I, I don't really I don't know mycology. I didn't know Ophiocordyceps. I didn't know what those meant. So I had to look those up and kind of understand what her expertise is. And that added even more weight to what I was watching when I rewatched the episode. Mike, what did you think about this opening? You know, like uh, Shannon mentioned, the last uh, in the season premiere, we had that great opening with the two scientists there debating about fungus versus a uh, virus in that kind of situation there and then we get this opening to really send the chills down our spine about how desperate the situation became and that they actually did bomb these cities so what did you think about this opening in terms of laying the groundwork even more so of how terrifying the situation was
2: i mean i think it's really effective i think it's also mm-hmm. not i don't think either i don't think either the scene in the first episode or this episode are from the game um in fact right. i think in the game uh indonesia is not where Everything started I think it's I think oh. it starts in the spores come from like South America somewhere I believe yeah. um so yeah so this is all very uh okay calm down, down. <laughs> um, Olivia so specifically all, <laughs> <Bolivia>. <laughs> so so yeah this is all this is all to, for the TV show and again like it's a, it does a great it does a couple things one, I think that uh and I think we talked about this a little bit last week but living in a post pandemic world yeah anything where anybody's talking about well how many people got infected how many people are missing what do we need to do like you just it's just more real for all of us like i mean i remember having a conversation with my friends who were doctors who were like "Oh uh, yeah get ready go buy groceries and i'm like oh yeah, whatever and they're like we are looking at the data yeah. we're fucked and i'm like oh it's, it's not gonna get that but you know so like when you watch something like this now and a scientist is like you gotta bomb the place it's like <laughs> Oh, God. Like, it, it, just, it just hits more viscerally. Yeah. But also, both with, I think, with the big thing they did with last week's episode and this week's episode, and I kind of have a feeling a lot of these sort of uh, cold opens are going to do this, is they just got really excited about the mycelial network. I mean, this is, you know, mm. the, the discovery of the mycelial network and that becoming really a part of, like, pop science and people getting really into it. Has just been a sci-fi person's dream. I mean, Star Trek: Discovery went fully mycelial network with here's how we're going to travel through space, uh, and now like they've they've adapted The Last of Us to be the same thing. That like as soon as we discovered that fungus does this thing underground and connects plants so that they can all communicate with each other, to use that and say, well, let's let's ref- let's do a refresh on zombies and really make this a thing that actually has a basis in science. So that when you have that whole monologue in the first episode, or when you have this whole scene here with her looking at everything um, as, as a mycologist, like it, it does exactly what the best science fiction does. It it does. It's what it's why Michael Crichton was Michael Crichton. It takes science, real science and goes, okay, here's the real science. And if we just add this extra little bit to it, this thing that we've known about forever and has been a part of our pop culture becomes a thousand percent scarier. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what both of these scenes do. The first scene in the first episode was a little bit more of a, uh, Cliff's notes version of like, let's just give you the basic information yeah. on what fungus could do. And then this episode was like, now let's freak you the fuck out about fungus. And they did.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. See that thing come out of her mouth. And then later when that guy, who is kissing test uh, it, it coming out of the uh, infected person is that stuff's coming out of his mouth it's just like so unsettling 100 right there and i love the post uh, doc there the five minute postdoc where Ta- anna torv is like that is not what i thought the scene was going to be like it's so <laughs> funny to see her reacting to it when it's all over um all right, let's, well, let's move to another section of the show and i think we'll wrap up having the, uh, this uh, review by talking about this let's talk about that museum scene we have to talk about that museum scene we got a little bit of information for ourselves as well well joe walks up and like breaks some of the fungus because it's dry as a bone so if it's dry it's not effective anymore it's not dangerous anymore so they go inside they didn't want to go in the museum they know it's dangerous um uh, but they go inside here and we look at the shots of the museum pieces i thought there was nice symbolism here as shannon pointed out ellie in the light sitting in that fetal position possibly uh, symbolizing rebirth of the of the world with her ability to heal the world possibly, the idea of going into a museum to see the beginnings of this country when we're possibly looking at the end of this country because of the virus, I thought was a nice bit of symbolism there. We see all of that. Ellie comes upon this fresh body that's been all slashed up, And Joel and Tess freeze because they know exactly what the hell this is. They walk in the stairs. They make a loud noise. The tension here is incredible. As I said, Joel gets them into a room inside. We see old muskets and cannons. Suddenly, the door caves in and we hear a scream and clicking. And then the clickers are here. And essentially, we go into a quiet place here, Mike. A quiet place where everyone, Joel tells her, You got to stay quiet. You can't, they sense the movements. Uh, And then eventually, the things sense them because they make some noise here and they attack and both Tess and Joel and Ellie fight these things off and eventually kill both of them but what a design what a uh, tension filled scene what about what uh, so much horror involved in this and then the look of these things when they scream and their heads are split open like just understanding there's variations of the infected there are those that are rolling around on the ground that they see moving with the sunlight And then there's these things. So what did you think about this scene overall? It did feel video game-ish, but it also felt very much of the world that they'd already constructed in these first two episodes. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, I think that it, it it is video game-ish, but in all the best ways. Again, like anyone who's played a video game, you've what I mean, and it could be like a zombie game. It can be Batman. It can be Spider Man. You've done like the stealth thing. You've done the thing where you are like, okay, here's the bad guys, but as long as I'm crouched and I move slow, I'm not going to get spotted. And if I stand or move too fast, they're gonna see me, and then they make that horrible noise and run at me, and you scream. Like it it is like again, it's it's the. I'm going to probably say this every episode that we review, mm. but I think for so long, what video game storytellers did was looked down on by other storytellers. hundred percent. This is taking all of the best parts of playing a video game and bringing it to television in a way that enhances, doesn't detract. It It's like, Hey, if you played the last of us and you had to sneak around a room and hide from a clicker, you know, how scary it is. Now we're going to show you on TV and we're going to do it the right way. Uh, So it it was great. I also do think you are correct. Um, One of the things that is exactly the same from the game is when they go into the museum, it's a museum about America. um, You know, it's it's about the American revolution and it's got all these, these pieces of Americana. And I think that, Having a game, I'll do it. I'll say it in the in the slightly more hopeful version that you have, but as not just like America beginning and America ending, uh, but a what America was was a new beginning. Right. It was a new. It was it was a new path for so many people, and I think that what Ellie represents and what Joel is getting to is a new beginning for humanity. Good point. Um, so I think that there is the 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 beginning of something and the end of something, but there's also a beginning and a new beginning. And I think that that's kind of what that all represents. So I'm, 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 I love, uh, again, the care that was taken with that choice in the video game, the fact that that was kept for the TV series. And I think that there's going to be a lot of stuff like that as we go through these episodes, because again, if they keep with this pacing, which I very much like you get your thrills, but you also have the time to really soak in the world, including these little details in the background. Um, I'll just say the clickers, Holy shit. They're scary. Like, finding new ways to scare us, and again, this is why The Last of Us as a game was so good, but finding new ways to freak us the fuck out is great. And um, this was a little bit Quiet Place, a little bit Walking Dead, a little bit Raptors in the Kitchen in Jurassic Park, and it was all thrown in a blender and put on screen, and I'm like, yeah, this works for me. And just some of the ways they framed stuff. I mean, there's this one great shot, like Pedro Pascal kind of runs away, and he's kind of trying to reload his gun, and he's moving yeah. there and it's, and the camera is just right on his face. And then you just hear the clicking inches away and you don't even necessarily need to see that. Like you, like you, there's just that sense of like, it could be right up on you. And as long as you don't move, you'll be fine. But how hard is it not to move when like fungus face is right up in your shit? Like <laughs> it, it's uh it was horrifying. It was great. Very effective. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even more of the symbolism
0: there in the museum, you know, we fought against an oppressive force to be a country in Britain and, you know, King George and all of that. And then you see, so maybe that spirit is what they're going to need to fight against this oppressive force of the fungus. We shall see. Shannon, your thoughts on this. I mean, how did the action work for you and also the design of these clickers and this entire sequence here, the way it's slowly built into this explosive scene on the second floor?
1: Well, I think this is the advantage of having the director of the game direct that episode. (laughs) Because, I mean, I think think he probably played that version of the game so many times, and he (laughs) figured out the best, most thrilling way to have this scene. Because, you know, when you're playing a game, (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but but when i'm being uh, uh swarmed by clickers i don't look nearly as cool as the people on tv there's a lot of me running in circles and jumping 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 shooting this way and that way um so he got to do this apps you know absolutely the way that he wanted to the way that he envisioned um I-, I thought it was really cool in the little blurb after the episode i believe it was craig Mazin, um who had said that they the the performers playing the clickers we fans of the game. Yes, like These were, these were yes. actors, but they were also fans of the game. And so they, they had an idea. They came in with um, a good bit of knowledge about how these things should look. Um, yeah. The, the action was great. And again, looking at it from Ellie's point of view, like she's heard, these are the boogeymen. you know, I mean, th- these are the stories that she is she's heard. I mean, she's been bit before, but she's never seen one like that. And You know, we had seen it in the trail, like little glimpses. And again, because when I played the game, I didn't get this far. I didn't play it that long. Um, Actually seeing how the head has split open, how it absolutely just removes the last vestiges of humanity that these things once had, like that you get rid of the eyes. It's just this globular fungal mess in that clicking sound. I mean, every few years, someone comes along and does something different with zombies like 28 days later, like I believe they were the ones that introduced the running zombie, yeah. um, world war Z for all the issues that it had. I mean, they had some really, really cool moments with their zombies. Kind of that, you know, that chattering of the teeth, this clicking sound that they make. It's so, it, it's just such a great, uh, 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 frightening touchstone that yeah. when you hear the, that sound—it's like oh, that is the worst. I mean, it's it's like the rattle on a rattlesnake. Mm. You you know that danger. You know danger is close. So I thought the the everything in the scene was just handled really really well. And because I think we're so caught up in it, um, it took me a second to realize that Tess was bit. I mean, I think I I mm. I, I I got it. I got it for a moment before um before Ellie announced it. But I was like, you know what? We were just with Joel and oh, she's bit because <laughs> on a tour is a guest star. She's not a regular in this. Um, so I thought the the way that they handled that was was really, really well done. Again, the, the advantage of having the director of the game as a, a part of your creative team.
0: Yeah. I also thought that line that she says to him near the end there when she says, you know, our, our luck was going to run out at some point. You know, how many of us have said that once we got COVID after two years or two and a half years, we so taking that line and really adding weight to it for real of what something that could affect potentially affect our lives would uh, how that uh, the reaction to it I thought was really well done as well. Yeah, I enjoyed the entire sequence, really great. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And you're right, no, Mike. No, and Shannon, no one would look that cool. No one would look that cool when that shit is going down. You're so freaking out inside. So I thought the way they made that work really well. And the fact that Ellie wasn't, she was shaken, but she wasn't fully shaken. She blew it off. She's walking across it like she's got steel to her. Even though she's seen these boogeymen come to life now in real life she recovers quickly and she's moving forward. And so that's going to pay dividends going forward in terms of character development for her and the differences between her and Joel. So I thought, I thought that was a nice way to kind of give her even more strength uh, after a situation like that. So really enjoyed that all as well. All right. Any final thoughts here on this episode as a glimpse of what's coming in episode three here, Uh, Mike, I go to you. Any final thoughts?
2: Yeah, it's it, it's something that was in the game, almost taken exactly from the game. But uh, you know, to your point about Ellie versus Joel and what this journey mm. is for both of them, uh, there's a great moment after the museum. They get out and they're all standing up top, and she's kind of looking out at the city. Yeah, and she's like, you know, you can't argue with that view, though. And they both are kind of taking it in, and he kind of gives her a look, but that, like, the set design for this show is beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's what's one of the things that's so... When you look at this city uh, that's been overtaken by nature and just what's happened. And even the buildings are all crashed and it's craters. I mean, like like horrible things have happened. And horrible things are hiding in the shadows everywhere. And you take this moment for one of your main characters to be like, can't argue with that view though. And there's like beauty even in all of this. And that that's what Ellie sees and that that's what Joel needs to see. And uh, again, it just really, because we've all lived through it. It just reminded me of like walking my dog at 7am during a pandemic and being like, wow, this world is fucked, but I'm literally walking up the center of Crescent Heights because there is no traffic because nobody can leave. And it's really peaceful right now. Like, like just the fact that even in our like darkest moments, There's beauty, there's hope, there's all of these things that we do want to hold on to. And that, like, for a show like this, that is, it's zombies, it's scares, it's all this stuff to still retain those moments from the game. I think that's why this show is going to be so, so huge for uh, HBO. Yeah,
0: almost cathartic considering what we've been through the last three years, in a way. Uh, Shannon, any final thoughts on this episode as we look forward to episode three here?
1: I mean, just super, super enjoyed it. Uh, You know, HBO has such a great track record and it's a shame that all of the tumult that's happening at their parent company behind the scenes could could potentially affect us getting another series like this because had this not you know basically been completed by the time that you know uh uh the merger happened i would have been afraid that we could have lost it because this was such a this is such a well put together piece of entertainment piece of entertainment just such a really well told uh, story and uh you know if you all did watch the blurb I mean I always think it's funny that the people who can create some of the most terrifying things we watch are usually like really jolly and and good natured <laughs> like Craig Mazin you know like he's a, he's a con- like he started off in comedy but yeah. but you see like he wrote Chernobyl and now he wrote this and he just seems like he just seems like your really cheerful uncle who who you know would, would, would surprise you with, with some sort of dessert Uncle Craig's here. He brought chocolate cake. Uh, I just think it's such an interesting, interesting juxtaposition between what what comes out of their head and how they are in real life.
2: Don't eat the chocolate cake. There's yeast in there, and that yeast is a fungus. So let's just eat the chocolate cake. Let's uh, put that fungus, put that fungus cake away. Thank you very much. I don't need it. <laughs> or it's glowing for Chernobyl. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would love that we got a little bit more, just kind of slid in of understanding. There are some of these infected that live for months or live for twenty years. Now we have two vers- so far two versions of the infected, what we saw rolling around on the ground, and they can be connected, that it's underground, this connection. But then we've got these clickers. How do you become the clickers versus the infected? I like that we got a little bit more of that as well in the world. And you're right. You mentioned earlier, Shannon, tour of giving or Tess giving Ellie these uh, um, rules and these this knowledge about how to exist in this world that will come in handy for her as she goes forward. So carrying all the legacy of Tess for herself as well. So a lot of that so uh, worked for me and that clicker scene and that opening scene, all of it just really good fleshing out of this world. I'm enjoying uh, watching it build uh, as it happens episode per episode. So looking forward to episode three as well. All right, well, there you go. That's our spoiler review for episode two, Infected from The Last of Us. Thank you very much for watching or listening to this spoiler review episode. We appreciate it madly. Shannon, what do we have to tell
1: yeah if you would like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram at shannon geek buddy if you would like to follow mr vogel don't eat the yeasty fungal chocolate cake it's at mk2 and if you would like to follow mr roca the glowing chocolate cake it is at the roca says
2: (laughs) mikey If you like chocolate cake, don't come around here because we ain't eating none of it. But uh, (laughs) here is what you can do for us to help us keep doing what we do. You can smash that like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Check out all the amazing content he's got. Leave your comments below. Uh, What did you think of this episode? What are you excited about? What are you not excited about? Like Shannon said last week, if you did play the game, don't put any huge spoilers so that our fans who haven't read the game can still enjoy it. But short of that... Go to town! If you are listening to us on a podcast, go ahead and leave us some comments and some stars so we go up in the rankings. And as always, the best thing that you can do is retweet this video, post it on your socials, send it to your friends, and tell them to hang out with your buddies, the Geek Buddies. Absolutely!
0: All right, thank you so much, and big shout out to Carbon Health, who continues to power and sponsor us here on the Geek Buddies. Go to carbonhealth.com if you've got any healthcare questions, concerns, or needs. They can do it virtually. They can do it in person. They got COVID testing; all that is still happening, so they're there to help you out. Or download the app to have a doc in your pocket for carbon health all right take care of yourselves be well look for our spoiler review of the bad batch coming out as well very soon here and our main show later on this week from the geek buddies take care of yourself be one well. we'll talk to you next time on the
2: geek
1: buddies
0: huh?